for joining us for Anchor Daily. Through daily scriptures, we're learning to live out the 1% life and invest in our relationships with God, with other believers, and with those in the world. Hello, I'm Nancy O'Brien from Bethel West Pasco, and today I want to talk with you about the Great Commission. In Matthew chapter 28, verses 19 and 20, as Jesus is about to ascend to heaven, he gives a command to his followers that is commonly referred to as the Great Commission. He says, Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe everything I have commanded you. And remember, I am with you always to the end of the age. And in Acts 1.8, he also says, But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, in all Judea and Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. I find it interesting that here at the end of his earthly ministry, Jesus' commands are not centered on the people that were there and how they should conduct themselves. They weren't commands about their behavior to make sure that they prayed regularly or to make sure that they loved those around them or things like that. And I don't think that's because those things aren't important, but it's because we'll do those things. We'll take care of ourselves. We'll love those who love us back. Those things are natural and they're good, but Jesus wants us to do more. He wants us to do the hard things, the things that we don't naturally want to do. So just like my dad never had to remind me to eat dinner, but he did have to remind me to put gas in his car when I drove it. Jesus is reminding his followers and through the ages us that we are here not to build up our resources in our house, but to build up his kingdom. And that won't happen if we don't turn outward from ourselves and talk to people that don't already know Jesus. And like a good leader, he doesn't just give commands and not give us the tools we need to complete those commands. He pairs those commands with the promise, I am always with you and you will receive power. It's not our responsibility to supply the strength, the wit, or even the words to convince someone to believe in Jesus. That's not our job. Our job is to be witnesses and teachers, talking about Jesus, testifying to the wondrous things that we have seen and experienced. But it can be hard to do. I don't wanna make things awkward with my non-believing coworkers. I don't want them to roll their eyes when I walk in the room. It's so much easier to fall back on the old, my life is my witness line, as a way to tell myself that I'm being obedient. But Jesus didn't say, go out and live your life in a way that might encourage someone to ask you questions. He said, go forth and make disciples and be his witnesses to the world. That's an active, not passive task. I need to do a better job of making my faith life more pro- a more prominent feature of how I interact with the world. And even saying that shines a light on the fact that I'm not fully living out my witness for Jesus. If there are parts of my life that are not informed by my faith, then I need to re-examine those areas and move Jesus to the front of my mind and my actions. So we need to be active, not passive. But that doesn't mean we need to be jerks either. Jesus does not command us to go forth and capture non-believers, to force them into submission, or to shame them for their non-belief. Jesus's ministry was never about pointing out people's sin unless they professed to be a spiritual leader. Jesus's ministry was one of loving the unlovable, touching the untouchable, and saving the unsavable. Jesus came to save the broken, not the whole. We're all broken, friends. Some of us are more visibly broken, but to Jesus, broken is broken, and he's the healer. We're not the doctor. We're the paramedics guiding people to the doctor. My witness is that Jesus stepped into my life and changed my relationship with my sin, showing me that there was freedom from my bondage and shame and filling me with a love that I could never have imagined. The people that led me to Christ, 
showed me that there was hope to be found, not that there was sin to be lost. Jesus will handle the sin. We need to spread the hope. When you go into the world today, look for chances to spread that hope. You never know what's happening with someone. That person who has never seemed interested in hearing about Jesus, well, today might be the day when your words of hope and encouragement will be the lifeline they need. Or that person who's always been hostile about discussing faith, show them that Jesus loves them even when they can't bring themselves to love him back. Spread the seeds of hope and let Jesus nurture the fruit. Let's pray. Lord, your commands are clear. We need to share your greatness with the world. But you know that our pride, our concern for ourselves, frequently outweighs our willingness to obey. I pray over each person listening that you would make your presence so profound, so palpable in our lives, that we can't help but share it with others. That the Holy Spirit would shine out through our words and our actions. That our lives would be a testament to your goodness and your faithfulness. Open our eyes to see your lost sheep, how you see them. And give us the courage to step out and speak of your glory in your name. We pray. Amen. Thanks for joining us today. Make sure you hit follow on whatever streaming platform you are listening with. Don't forget to go to Bethel.ch for more information on all the amazing opportunities here at Bethel. We hope you were challenged or encouraged by what you heard. God bless.